It's uh, Wednesday, March 21st. It's the WORT Board of Directors meeting. Uh, thank you. Welcome. Um, present here are everybody except um, Gil Halstead is not here and Marty Karen is not here. And they both contacted me before the meeting and let me know they wouldn't be here. <coughs> um, Lincoln is here. Uh, he, we showed him as not being able to attend, but he's able to attend, so great. Um, so I am calling the meeting to order. Thank you for coming. Um, <clears throat> has everybody had a chance to look at the agenda? Yes. Are we comfortable adopting this agenda? Yes. Any changes? Any suggestions? Any uh, abstentions? No. Okay. Um, at this point, we'd like to open it up for comments from guests, and we have two guests here. Um, would you would you mind identifying yourselves and, and make comments? I mean, I'm assuming you came to make comments, or were you just observing? Uh, yes, comments. I think both of us did. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name is Emily Mills. Um, I don't know if you need more context or anything. But, um, did, did you send me an email already? Uh, I sent, yes, I did. Send okay, thank you. Okay. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yeah, with my concerns about the uh, show that aired on the Access Hour this Monday with uh, Thistle Peterson as the host, um, I wanted to. I, I mean, I sort of made a, made the statement in the in the email, um, and I since that I would I've had some discussions with other people, and I I would I'm very curious to know. Like, I want to ask the question of with the mission of WRT, um, and now I've heard different sort of contradictory about how public access or how access hour gets like if it gets any oversight at all in terms of the content that's allowed on it um, or if it's a complete free-for-all first come first serve you sign up as long as you don't swear and violate the SEC regulations you're good to go um, I had concerns from a personal standpoint and from friends loved ones relatives things like that as well um, that the host has a I mean, the, the context of the host has a long history of uh, what is called radical feminist, or we call it TERF, trans-exclusionary radical feminism, T-E-R-F, um, views and behaviors where she has um, harassed people that I know who identify as transgender or non-binary, uh, has made disparaging comments, and had two interview guests on the show who are internationally known um, for that strain of trans-exclusionary radical feminism and for statements that openly disparage the very right to exist and identity of transgender people, non-binary people, bisexual people, um, and even, uh, you know, I'm a cisgender, but I, I would say very genderqueer human who has been misgendered and the guest on the show was openly laughing about any harm that could possibly come from being misgendered as a cisgender person. She said, I don't see that as a thing. I don't think that's real. Um, I could go on and on and give more examples of what happened in the show. Uh, I'm mostly just confused as to why something that is incredibly harmful to an entire marginalized population of people is being given a public platform. Um, I'm a huge fan of free speech, but I know that free speech does not give you a right to an elevated platform or having your voice uh, amplified in such a way that it goes out, you know, having, giving it that level of um, exposure without any context given without any pushback on it, um, and statements being made that are do cause active harm to myself and people that I know and love. 
Um, I would like to imagine that if a host showed up and wanted to host a program that was questioning the uh, validity of someone's racial identity or experience or discrimination against them probably would not be uh, welcomed. Um, it's one thing to have a discussion, a thoughtful discussion about how we how we engage with gender, how we engage with sexuality, that there's a lot of things that people are still coming to understand or have different opinions on is fair, but um, when you have people on who are have a long history of and are currently engaged in rhetoric that is dismissive and harmful and incorrect, for that matter, just patently false, um, without any kind of offering of I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily want someone like to do like a, a Q&A, like to go back and forth with someone who was on one side and the other in that case, because it's a false equivalency to me. Um, it's, it's the idea that in media you have to give time to climate change deniers, but you don't because their point of view is so marginal and so largely debunked and so actively harmful to the larger discussion that has to happen around that, that you don't give them equal time. So that's my spiel about how I what I heard on the show, what my experience has been with Thistle and the other people that she had on the show, um, and I'm curious to know how that aligns with the station's mission statement and how decisions are made about access our programming, because um, I do love this station, I support this station, I'm a big fan in general, I, I'm, you know, I was irked at Grothman having a show, but he played music. And I can, I can get the argument around that. I can get that. Um, I, I get people who feel like that was normalizing of, of Glenn Rothman. I get that side of it, too. But at least someone sides up to play music, and they play music, and that's fine. I understand that the Thistle is sort of been told that she's not straight into these very transphobic rants and things like that anymore, but does anyway. So why is she still being given time? So these are all my questions. I would love to hear um, whatever input or... or um, knowledge is, is had by the, the board or if it's something that could get passed along to other people and have some sort of follow-up, I'd really appreciate that. And I know that I speak for a lot of other folks that I have talked to since this show aired um, as well. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Um, um, I'm going to ask you to speak in just a minute, but I want to let you know that um, we didn't have this on today's board agenda. Um, and so I'm going to introduce it as an item of discussion after you've had your chance to speak. Um, I just spoke with uh, Molly, our news director, mm -hmm. just m minutes before the meeting because she and I have had crossed lines uh, all week and haven't been able to talk about this. So, But I'll, I'll let you know w what discussions I've heard and what, what plans we have. Um, so well, I'm not disagreeing at all with what Emily is saying. Would you mind identifying yourself? Dylan Brogan. Thank uh, you. And I'm here <laughs> Thank as... You. Um, an unfortunate defender of an important institution known as the Access Hour. And this is a test of the Access Hour. Um, the current policy, and you, I think you were all provided by Molly, what the, the rules are, and um, the content does have to follow the state, you know, the station's mission. And the mission of the station said, calls for the the challenging of cultural and intellectual assumptions and to respect all environments and these can be interpreted in a lot of different ways um, and I don't disagree that what the content on Monday was probably very harmful but it would never be allowed on any ever on any hour besides this one 
hour that is devoted to direct access to the community airway. And there are members of the community um, who is to say which members, and Thistle is a member of this community, uh, should be allowed and who shouldn't. Right now the rules are that they have to not swear, abide by the FCC, and abide by a very conflicting mission statement from the station. Um, so I, I guess I, I, you know, I'm, I guess the main reason why I'm here is that I'm really disappointed in sort of the staff engagement on a public level with this in terms of um, can, telling members of the public who don't really understand the intricacies of the organization that one person, Molly, is condoning this speech and allowing it to happen. When Molly is only trying to uh, navigate a very complicated situation that she doesn't want to be a part of. She's acted nothing but professionally in this whole endeavor that has been very challenging. It's very displeasing to me to see staff members openly challenge her when um, and I, that's a little bit of a side issue but that's part of why it's something I want to tell the board too is that um, to act like Molly just allowed this to happen because she somehow agrees with this feature is um, whatever reason it's just she's just trying to do her job the way you told her with that sheet that she prevented with you that she presented you with the rules it was a live show Thistle was less than honest about what the content would be. It was a very tricky situation. We're having these guests on um, that <clears throat> were known to be controversial. Is that in itself a, a means of preemptively prohibiting someone who from this access hour? Um, should they have cut it off in the middle of the show when Molly uh, has to somehow police what is and what isn't offensive? And it, it, it's very complicated. And it, it's a Pretty easy in this case, but the access hour is there for every member of the community, and I, I support that, and I think um, it does abide by board's mission statement. And if, I mean, uh, I saw somewhere like um, I don't agree with it, but I'll defend to the death the right of someone to make an ass of themselves. <laughs> I think you're paraphrasing Voltaire, but there is something. It's a nice modern twist. And what are the rules? Right now, I think, unfortunately, I mean, it was a not an e This is something that was a struggle for Molly to do and, and was getting a lot of pushback internally, and it was very unclear what to do. And I, and I think that needs everyone, uh, the, the board, sort of solidifying what are the rules, um, who can be allowed in, what's the process is, is needed. Um, I just think if, unless everybody's allowed to have an access hour once a year or the first come first serve, then you, you might as well just rename the show. Thank you. Go ahead, Nathan. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Other guests. Thank you. Other guests. Yes. Please identify yourself. Uh, yourself. McQuillan, uh, staff, IT, facilities. Um, so I'd like to address a few of the points that, that may not be known yet. And I'm going to close the door here because this is sort of an internal governance issue. Um, We're recording this and it will be made public. Okay. So. But um, we as staff met last week Thursday to discuss how we felt as a staff collective 
um, the mission statement should be interpreted in this case and to set out parameters um, which would apply to um, Thistle's access hour time um, because it was a live show and because we had outside guests and callers, we want to make very sure, I think, that she did not cross certain lines. Um, and my recollection and interpretation of that meeting was that we set down clear guidelines. Um, we instructed our news director to make those guidelines known via a letter which staff would workshop, um, which would then be presented to Thistle and require her approval prior to her going on air. Um, and we also asked that our news director be present, um, which she ultimately agreed um, after some objection um, during the show, so that if it did cross those lines, it could be taken off the air. Um, my personal interpretation of this is, is that those lines were crossed at about the 16-minute mark um, when her guest began um, talking in a recorded segment um, about uh, essentially blanket misgendering of transgender individuals um, and uh, stripping them of legal protections in Canada in this case, but if that continued through the remainder of the show. Um, and to me, this, this becomes an internal governance issue because our staff collective at this point is a managerial body. And we've had many cases where the staff collective acted as a manager to instruct individuals what to do within their departments, to propose actions that they take, to follow up on actions that they take, to specifically direct them to do this or that or not do this or that. I believe that body acted in that capacity in this case and that it was unilaterally overruled. The letter that was workshopped and approved was not sent to Thistle. She did not approve it. Communications with her were not transparent. It was very clear at that meeting that the staff collective was concerned about what would happen, that we as a body believed that the past actions of Thistle constituted a grounds for for concern, and Molly expressed at that meeting that <coughs> she was concerned that this would be a bait and switch, that Thistle had agreed that she would be talking about the state of radical feminism and the women's media conference, and that if the content changed, if it was a bait and switch, that she would take action. That did not happen. Um, so, to me, there are, there are several issues here, but um, I'd like to address, too, the question of um, social media. We don't have a gag order where work staff are not allowed to comment as individuals on the, the content that we air. Um, if you'd like to propose a gag order, you're welcome to, but we don't have one. We are free to, to speak freely about what we believe has been aired, um, to the best of my knowledge. And um, we had a situation, uh, I believe yesterday, where one of our staff members made a comment which I consider contentious regarding uh, 
First Amendment issues, um, bringing First Amendment issues into this case, which I don't believe they they really apply to, um, but did so as WORT rather than as themselves as an individual staff member. I believe that was done in error, but I asked them to correct it. It was not corrected. So what we have right now is we have an individual opinion being espoused as that of WORT. That to me is more problematic than a staff member expressing concerns with another staff member's actions publicly. That I think is is acceptable and possibly even encouraged. Um, but I'm I'm not sure the other is is equally acceptable. So um, we have uh, Glenn and Dan here as. Are you here to make comments or just to observe? I'm here to observe, but I also can, can add on this that I was not aware of the, the what the access hour was going to be or when it was going to be until my volunteer receptionist, Monday after I had left the office, sent me an email, which I didn't see until the next morning, that she would not volunteer the next week because Cecil was going to be doing the show. So... Then the first that staff were alerted about this, so I, I called Ken Rainier and I was checking with him about things, and he normally engineers out of combo B, and Molly wanted to engineer out of combo A, which has a very different setup, particularly talking about call-ins, and the reason for that was because there were supposed to be two live guests initially, and it turned out to be one was pre-recorded and one was live, so I didn't necessarily have to work there, and Thistle had asked Molly said in this email, if someone would produce her show, and Molly said, no, we don't do that. All we offer is Ken. And um, then I asked, we had a meeting on Thursday because Molly was involved with the, the walkouts on Wednesday when we had our staff meeting, and uh, we had a special meeting on Thursday, and I asked if she would find a volunteer, not someone that Thistle had asked to be here, to be the person taking the calls. Someone, you know, the, the noontime APA engineer routes those calls through. And so I consider it an engineering function. Molly kept saying, no, it's not engineering. You know, it's like, well, whatever it is. I asked if she would find a volunteer to do that or if she would do it. I said, I will be here to answer the calls because my receptionist doesn't want to do it, but she also wants me to be very clear to the other receptionists if I'm going to be asking people to come in and answer calls during the show, what, you know, that it could be a tense situation, it could be a difficult situation, whatever. So I decided instead of asking, I would just be here to take the calls from the front desk. So in the staff meeting that we had, I asked three times over 45 minutes and had to really lay the pressure on before Molly would agree to come in. You know, she said, can I tell you on Monday I have a very complicated life, I've got a partner. You know, she didn't, she didn't say the, the first time I asked her, she just didn't answer. She didn't say anything the second time. No, I'm just saying she didn't answer the second time. She didn't answer until I really pushed her. I said, you can tell me Tuesday if you want, you know. But anyhow, then she said that she would check and she'd let us know on Monday. So, so fine. So she was here, and I'm really glad because I wanted someone official on staff, not can a volunteer, to have to decide whether or not to cut off a show. So, and, and that was also strongly a desire of other staff, that Molly be here. And I'm glad she was. And, and I thought that things went smoothly because she was here. I felt better with her being here. So, anyhow, 
it's it was a difficult situation, but none of us knew beforehand, you know, that this was even an issue. So we didn't have it was like the last couple of days that we had some time to have any input. So maybe if there had been some discussion about it when this will first applied or something, we could have had more input and we could have had more time to, to deal with it and try and figure out organizationally how we wanted to respond to this request. Did we want to, you know, based on past performances, past issues, did we want to offer this to her? So, anyhow. Thank you. Um, hang on a second. I want, I, one more chance to give uh, Dan a chance. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. One other thing to sort of mull over as a, as a board. This is Nathan, by the way. I just went up for the recording. We, we, have, um, we have other procedures in place that treat our body of volunteers as though they were, in some ways, a workforce, discipline procedures, that sort of thing. I think it is worth considering whether um, affording a platform to um, something that ind certain individuals, at least, will consider hate speech and, and do consider hate speech. Um, may create or has created a hostile work environment for those volunteers. And I'm not saying there are workplace protections, legally speaking, in place for these volunteers, but insofar as we manage a microcosm here where we hope perhaps to make things better than they are out there, um, might we want to bring that philosophical viewpoint into um, our, our selection of access our hosts? Um, do we want hosts saying that individuals who are protected here at WORT in their volunteer or employment status should not be protected or should not be acknowledged even as the individuals they are. Um, so just something to think about. I have an email I will forward to the board. I forward this to the staff from, from a, a volunteer uh, from the Tuesday show who was concerned. So we, we know that other volunteers have been in the past as well. Okay, I, I, I want to wrap up uh, public discussion for, for board discussion, but Dylan, did you want to say something? Else? I mean, I just want to add that um, it's, you know, there are some staff members that feel very strongly about this, and um, I... There's a lot of staff members who feel strongly about this. I'm not sure how you mean that. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, just very, I'm just very discouraged by the comments that have been made about just sort of what Molly should have or shouldn't have done. This... Is it the staff's job to interpret the mission statement, or is it the board? Is it uh, – and, and I think that uh, – I, I don't want to have this debate like this, okay, Nathan and, and Dylan? I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm just, okay. I'm just saying I think Molly really needs to be here if, mm -hmm. if, if what her actions are being called into question. And the only reason why I'm here is because she isn't. All right. Um, <clears throat> that's our comments from the public. Um, I've gotten about seven emails from um, the listening community or from the work community complaining about having Thistle on the air. Um, I did talk to um, Molly, and I did talk to Nathan before the meeting. Um, so uh, I think we need to turn this over to a board discussion at this point. Uh, would anybody like to be recognized to make a statement? Go ahead, Paul. I'm, I'm going to say I completely agree with Emily in terms of the – as an individual, the effect of the of what went out, mm -hmm. but I also, as a board member, agree with Dylan that the that the access hour does these things that don't always exactly follow the mission statement. That's not what it's about, and so it's to me unfortunate that that stuff 
goes out, but I think that's part of what work is about. So it, it might seem like I'm not waffling to say I agree as an individual, but as in the context of a station, I agree with Dylan. But I also think that there need to be some guidelines for volunteers, for staff, that conceivably somebody would be cut off because they violated X, Y, and Z things. And that has to also be made clear. So there's a lot of things to think about here. Um, Jerry had a comment? Uh, just a process thing. I, uh, I, I, I know this is an important issue, but it's not on our agenda. And I'm hoping that we could set a time limit of how much time we want to spend on this before we get into our agenda items. Stuart has a comment? Well, yeah. And if, um, following up on Jerry, comments from guests is on the agenda. We've heard the guests make some very articulate, some very important points. Board discussion is not. And, yeah. and I, I think we're, we, I, I think any further meaningful discussion by the board is, is not appropriate at this time. I, I think Emily and Dylan and Nathan and um, Glenn made some really important points, mm -hmm. and we're not. And, and that's what comments from guests is. And, and I think further discussions should be referred to um, future meetings. So, so um, Stu, um, would you refer this like to programming or uh, programming committee? To I mean, how, well, I guess one of my my concerns is, and what I'm hearing is, we put the staff in a really awkward position. You know. Um, and I'd like to voice that now and, and voice my appreciation for the staff having to deal with this dilemma. It's really, I don't necessarily know if where the right side is or if there's a wrong, right or wrong side, but we sure, certainly put them in an awkward place. And, that, and I just want to thank, thank the staff for, um, for doing this. Did you have a comment? You had your hand up, or was that hand yeah, up? Yeah, well, um, I'm fine with discussing this at a later time, like next meeting. I'm totally fine with that, but it seems like this was a clear violation of our mission statement where it says we promote understanding, we want to have concern for those underrepresented, and we want to respect all people. Like, that seems like this type of speech violates our mission statement to me. Thank you. I'm sorry, did you listen to the show? Did you hear the show? No. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable continuing a meaningful discussion. Excuse me. Let me, let me try to finish this. Um, Doug, I'm going to ask you as the um, staff representative on the board, do you feel comfortable taking this back to staff um, and, and preparing some sort of a response from the staff, or do you think you'd be more comfortable or the, it would be more appropriate for us to assign it to a committee like the programming committee? I'm inclined to say let's let the staff – I, I, I want to see a report from Molly to see her thoughts about this issue before we discuss it any further. But it, it sounds like there's a lot of um, lively debate still occurring at the staff level. And uh, I don't know sure. if you need help on that, or uh, I don't know if board involvement would help or hinder that. <laughs> uh, funny. Um, yeah, I agree, and at the same time, I almost feel that from the public's point of view that they would more want a statement from the board as a whole, not from a committee and not from the ward staff. 
but from the board. But what I'm asking for is the wards to have to report back to the board, and then the board make a decision from that. I, but we just we haven't heard Molly's point of view, and and I think that's critical right now. Sure, and I, I would also encourage all board members to listen to the Monday show so that you you can come back to this discussion with an informed opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, Steve. I certainly want to hear what the staff has to say, and if they want to put a report together to submit to us, I, I'm all for it. I don't think it should be actionable, a report, making a recommendation that we then vote upon. I think that would be in the domain of the programming committee probably, and ultimately us as the board. Um, but I don't want them to shoulder policy. I don't want them to come up with a policy. Um, that's why I want to come back to the board as a whole, and then as at the as the board as a whole, we decide. Do we refer to programming committee? Yeah, but I don't want staff to come up with the policy. Is what I'm, I'm not saying, saying come up with a policy. I'm saying come up with a report of what happened, what yes. were the expectations, yes. Yes. and and recommendations for how they would like <coughs> guidance in the future on this. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't I don't want volunteers to be hung out to dry to to say you're you're now interpreting our mission statement you know uh Stuart. Uh, i think the only issue relevant to this for the programming committee is the question whether or not there should or shouldn't be an access hour it is not the programming committee's responsibility or jurisdiction to evaluate whether or not this past program violated the mission right. statement okay good point glenn I think it would be hard for the staff to come up with a unified statement because I think there's different opinions, and I think that's fine. So, so maybe what the the information that you're asking for is statements from individual staff members mm -hmm. who want to comment about mm -hmm. their take on it, yeah. and then you can sift through them all because you know we're obviously it, it wasn't it's it's harder. You know, I, I'm I I do appreciate Molly's dilemma in terms of having to re respond to the request and and make a decision whether to go ahead with the show, but. I also have my own opinion about where that timing hit me <coughs> and the, the, the process and stuff. So, um, you know, it's like I want to respect everyone's um, opinion and understanding of how it affects them and their role and stuff, too. So I'll be so, so quick. I, I just want to present is also an alternative is that maybe the access hour is fine in that uh, the board could find that the mission statement was violated in this circumstance and that this individual is denied future access hours because of it. But I think it's hard to say that that determination could have been made before the program was even aired. Mm -hmm. So if now, after the fact, if there is a decision made whether or not it violated the mission statement, great, then action could be taken. Thank you. Uh, Nathan has his hand up. Go ahead. Um, we did, as our last staff meeting, discuss a, a response to this, um, and my recommendation had been that we post as a collective or as a station um, nothing more than our mission statement and the description of the, the goals and parameters of the access hour. Um, that's not... It's not my job to post things for the station on social media, but nobody whose job it is to do that has done so. Um, I still think it would be wise to do so, so that there could be that initial 
baseline for especially people who are not part of the work community um, who learn about this through social media um, to understand why we allow this sort of thing, what we generally stand for, and um, why in this case we might have made an exception. Um, I, I think that would be a valuable uh, set of data points to get out there, and um, I would suggest that, that the board could do it, or the board could ask a staff member to do it, but um, it should probably be done. Did you have another comment? Uh, yeah, I would just, I'll try to be as quick as possible, and I appreciate you giving me some more time. Um, two things. I, I completely agree. I would love to hear, I, I feel like the more voices you can get, the merrier, and I want to know what Molly's perspective is. I want to know what the staff's perspective is. I think all that's very useful, and I hope whatever procedurally needs to happen so you guys can clarify guidelines and procedures and make sure that people here feel supported. I'm all about that, whatever you guys need to do, and I appreciate, like, that's, my my uh, my position being here is sort of a member of the public and not so much the internal workings of the station. Um, one of my the other question I wanted to ask now that this has sort of been said, how could we have known? I was under I was understanding that Thistle had been banned from the station at one point about a year ago, or banned from production facilities, or that there had been some other some other punitive action taken from the but also the fact that she has done shows and done these pretty much the same content in the past. So I don't understand this idea of how could we have known. Molly clearly was also suspicious that it was going to be a bait and switch. Now, obviously we can't go back in time and prevent it from happening, but I think this should be instructive because if this sort of thing continues to happen and nothing changes in terms of how decisions are made, policies or guidelines, and you just keep saying, well, uh, I don't know. That's going to be ultimately harmful to the image of the station and the goodwill of the community board. We have asked as a board that the staff respond to us with, with their statements about what they think is going on, and it will be on the, minute, on the agenda for the next meeting. Okay. So. Thank you. Yes. Can we move on? And yes. You're welcome to come to the next meeting, of course. I will do my best to be here for that. So committee and staff reports. <clears throat> um, the, there was a secretary's report this month. Um, Jane, would you like to speak to that for a minute? I don't really have anything particular to say that about it. I just would like to hear what other people think about 